you ever witnessed the Lord do something incredible in your life? And when you see him at work, what's your response? Do you want to share it with everyone who will listen? Or do you keep it to yourself? So often we make evangelization, sharing our faith, too complicated. It's not about knowing the right thing to say or having all of the answers. The most beautiful and potent evangelization is this personal testimony of what Jesus has done in your life. Hey friend, welcome to Letters to Women. It's a podcast where we explore and embrace what St. Pope John Paul II called the feminine genius, this unique strength and dignity that we have as women and what growing in that looks like in our daily lives. What you will not find on this podcast is a checklist of things that you need to do to be the quote unquote perfect Catholic woman. You're not going to be shoved into a box or a set of expectations that leave you feeling trapped instead of free. Instead, I'm here to introduce you to women in all stages and seasons of life who share with you how they're living out their own unique feminine genius in their everyday life. Not so you compare yourself or wish you were them, but instead to encourage you to explore the feminine genius and discover more about who you are and how you are called by the Lord to live out that feminine genius too. My name is Chloe Langer. I'm a Catholic wife and mom living in Kansas City, and I'm sitting down to record these conversations after a long day of toddler nap strikes. And while all of my babies are tucked snugly into bed right now, sometimes they still don't sleep. And so you might hear them peeping in the background. Oh, and we also just welcomed this little puppy into our house whose name is Bishop. He's a golden retriever, and he has no concept of quiet or the fact that I am recording a podcast. So just just a heads up. But this is where the feminine genius is at work too, right? These monotonous, hard hard day in, day out moments. In this episode, I'm sitting down with Allison Jingris. She's the author of this brand new book called Encountering Signs of Faith, My Unexpected Journey with Sacramentals, the Saints, and the Abundant Grace of God. And while this conversation is full of information about sacramentals that we have in our lives as Catholic women, it is also a heart story about motherhood, evangelization, and adoption. And I'm really excited to share this conversation with Allison today for so many reasons. First, I've known her for years. And it's just so much fun to introduce you as a listener to a dear friend. And second, Allison is a woman who has been walking and praying with our family for months now. One evening after a conversation with Allison on her podcast, A Seeking Heart, I asked Allison for prayers because I knew she and her husband adopted their daughter who has special needs from China. And Joseph and I at that point were at the very beginning stages of exploring special needs adoption. And that night, Allison encouraged me to pray boldly and specifically for God's will with this adoption. Today, we're about halfway through the adoption process in terms of getting our home study ready. And we have a specific hope and a prayer to adopt a child with Down syndrome. And Allison's prayers and witness to bold faith have played a role in that discernment. So today I'm talking with Allison about how the sacramentals helped her and her profoundly deaf daughter connect with God, the spiritual motherhood of Mary, and the beauty and depth of those tangible signs of faith in our lives today. So if you're curious about the incredible amount of sacramentals that we have as Catholics and what they mean for our daily lives and our relationships with the Lord and with others, sister, this letter, it's for you. This episode of the Letters to Women podcast is sponsored by The Little Catholic Box. The Little Catholic Box is a quarterly subscription box for Catholic women. And every quarter, Erica, who's the owner, curates just unique and beautiful Catholic items around a spiritual theme. It is so much fun to be a subscriber. I just got my November box this past week and I had so much fun opening it and finding new Catholic artisans and makers that I didn't even know about that were featured in this box. So it's it's fun to be a subscriber, but it's also a blessing to the small businesses whose items are featured in these boxes. So through the end of December, you can sign up for one year 
of Little Catholic Boxes at thelittlecatholicbox.com slash letters. You're going to lock in the 2022 pricing and receive four boxes in 2023, and that'll start in February. And this subscription automatically cancels after 12 months, so that makes it a perfect gift for family and friends. If you want to give maybe someone you have in your life, like your mom or your sister has everything and you just want to share something new with her and have her have this fun experience of opening a box and thinking of, of her Catholic faith throughout the year, this is a great gift. So visit the littlecatholicbox.com slash letters before December 31st to sign up. Today, I'm welcoming Allison Jengris to the show. Allison is a Catholic new media consultant supporting Family Rosary, Catholic Mom, and the Diocese of Fall River. She is the host and creator of the podcast, A Seeking Heart, and she's also a member of the Catholic Writers Guild, the National Council of Catholic Women, and Catholics Online. Allison, welcome to Letters to Women. It is so good to have you on the show. I am so thrilled to be here and to spend this time with you. So today we're going to be talking about adoption, sacramentals, evangelization. But before we dive in, could you tell me a little bit about your story as a Catholic woman? Sure. I, I was a cradle Catholic who went away from the church for quite a few time, uh, quite a few years in my young adulthood, in my youth. And then I was invited to a book club, a Bible study, and it just changed my life. Like at first I actually said, no, I didn't want to come. I said, oh, that's so nice, but I'm Catholic. I don't read the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm Catholic too. And yes, we do. <laughs> Come find out. And once I started to dive into the word of God, I just learned that he loved me so incredibly that I just couldn't keep this to myself. So over time, I continued to pray and said, Lord, we need women in the Catholic church to share your your word, to share your love. And, and I kept begging him to rise up women to do that. And one day in adoration, he said, hey, by the way, you know that prayer you have? Yeah, you're answering it. You are her. <laughs> so <laughs> I gave up my preschool and uh, jumped full time into Catholic ministry. And as you can imagine, it doesn't exactly feel the poppers. So I uh, learned to use the gift of social media, my powers, the powers of social media for good and turn that into a beautiful career as a social media consultant. And I work, as you mentioned, for three incredible organizations, Family Rosary, Catholic Mom, and the Diocese of Fall River. Don't you love in prayer where the Lord says, no, you you are the answer to that. Quit looking around. It's it's you. Like, ah, dang it. <laughs> Well, at first I was kind of petrified because I have anxiety. I was like, what do you mean me? Like, I, yeah, I love to write. I have journals and journals, but Lord, like, I don't know if I can do what you're calling me to. I just love that he gently over time showed me that he'd given me every gift and blessing and talent and grace that I needed to do what it was I knew needed to be done. Isn't it funny? Like he revealed to me this is what women in the Catholic Church need. And then he showed me how my life could be used to answer that prayer. Such mm. a good and gentle God. You yes. know, I went a little kicking and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As you're sharing this, it's like, oh, the Lord is so patient with us. This is so <laughs> true. So speaking of writing, you have a new, a brand new book. It's beautiful. It's called Encountering Signs of Faith, My Unexpected Journey with Sacramentals, the Saints, and the Abundant Grace of God. And it's published by Ave Maria Press. I loved cracking open this book and reading mm. the first few lines of the introduction. And the book starts off, what kind of what kind of book is this? An adoption story. Could you share with listeners first the story of bringing your daughter Faith home and what that journey has taught you about the, the second aspect of the adoption piece of this book, which is the fact that you are an adopted daughter of God? My daughter Faith, she is profoundly deaf. We adopted her when she was three years old from China. 
and the whole story is such a God story, which I, this is why I had to be a book because I can't tell all of it. God was just so, oh my goodness, so present to us in revealing that he wanted us to adopt, revealing where we would adopt from, how we would pay for it, how just every moment, like how I would, how she'd be deaf even. And you know, whether she was deaf or not, when we got matched to a child, I knew that this was, he was going to give us this like beautiful language to learn, which I loved American sign language. But I just knew that in trusting in that inspiration of my heart and learning how to sign and telling people, I believe I'm going to be adopting a deaf child. I knew that when he fulfilled that promise, when he fulfilled all the things that he had told me and blessed is she, right? Who believes in what the Lord reveals that I could glorify him in telling the story. So it had to be a book because there was just so many incredible God moments that I, I couldn't begin to tell the story without putting them all down in a book. And what it taught me as an adoptive daughter myself, uh, that one of these moments while waiting to adopt faith, I have two biological sons. I remember sitting in adoration and thinking, oh my goodness, am I going to love her? Because my boys, like you carry them, they moved, they wiggled, they were both premature. So I've known them for a really long time, right? Like they're just, you give birth and it just feels like this is oh, such a part of me. Like, how would I feel that? Will I feel that same way about a child that somebody else carried in? And I knew she was going to be older. I didn't know at the time she was going to be almost four years old. I was just petrified. And the Lord was like, I, I have you. Like, I wouldn't call you to something that I wouldn't give you the blessings and all the graces that you need to fulfill it. Just trust me. And the second I saw her, I loved her so completely. Like, I don't introduce her as my adopted daughter. I said, this is my daughter, Faith. And the real profound moment came when I realized that me, this imperfect human being, could love this adopted child so profoundly, so completely. How much more then am I loved by my adopted father? Just was this moment of aha and overwhelming. Because uh, I, I think sometimes we feel as women that we're not worthy of God's love, that we we struggle to trust that he loves us and to, we want to feel something. And maybe because he's an invisible God, sometimes we struggle to feel. But that moment, just knowing that we are so profoundly loved. And if anybody gets nothing else out of today's uh, podcast of, of listening to you and I speak today, I want them to know how profoundly loved they are by God. There's so many times reading through your book where you'll share something about the journey to adopting faith. And I will, will exclaim out loud, what? No, no, no. -uh. How is that possible? That's incredible. And it, it's so true. I, you put it perfectly. It has to be a book. There's so many God moments throughout this entire story. And I think what strikes me over and over as I'm reading it is God's providence. I think it's so tempting mm. to take control of things. And um, especially with the adoption process. Oh, like I have to raise this money. I have to line all these things up. I have to right. be strong enough for this. And, and just the reminder over and over and over that no, the Lord provides for you because you're his daughter. One of my favorite moments was sitting on the nursery floor. We were matched with her and told six to eight weeks and she would be in our arms. Well, it dragged on to almost six months from the time we were given her picture. And it was it was painstaking. I just kept worrying like all these things could go wrong. They're going to take her away from us. I'm already madly in love with her. Like all these crazy things that go through your brain. So I had a friend that invited me out to lunch to distract me. And at lunchtime, 
uh, we were talking about, she's a, a teacher and she was, asked me what I was going to do with faith, like knowing that she was um, profoundly deaf. Was I going to continue? I was a homeschool mom. She's like, are you going to homeschool her? And I was really determined to homeschool her. And my friend was like, well, she's a special education te teacher. And she's like, well, you know, you really should look into schools and, you know, I, I know how good you are teaching your children, but this is special. And she went on and on. So I came home completely not distracted. <laughs> instead, I had a, <laughs> instead, I had a new worry. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this whole plan. And so I grabbed what I thought was my Bible. I plopped myself on the floor of her nursery and I just started to cry and whine to the Lord. Like I hadn't been feeling well because I started to go through menopause at the time. And so I'm like, I'm not strong enough physically. I'm not strong enough mentally. I'm, I'm such a hot mess and I want to do all these things for you. And open the book that was in front of me and it was Faustina's diary. And it opened right to this page. I, I couldn't make this up if I tried. And I looked down on the page and Jesus is saying to Faustina, but in this moment, he's saying to Allison, you are right, my dear. You are indeed miserable. <laughs> what way to soft coat that one jesus like, <laughs> thank you i think but he goes on to say what i think is the most profound message and he says but it pleased me to do this through you do what you can in the matter and i will do the rest and at that moment i just had such peace and I think that's a message for all of us, right? We have all these things that we need to do and we want to do. We want to be a perfect mom. We want to be a well, perfect uh, employee. We want to be a perfect daughter. And we get so wrapped up in all the things. And Jesus says, just do what you can and I will do the rest. Perfection's not for us. Perfection is just for God. And he doesn't ask that of us. He asks us to be who he created us to be and he will do the rest. I love how you brought up Divine Mercy and, and St. Faustina because your entire book talks about different sacramentals, different saints, and I'd love to dive deeper into that with you. But sure. just for d d defining terms, if someone is listening and maybe is hearing that for the first time, could you tell me exactly what a sacramental is and what the Catholic Church has to say about them? Sure. A sacramental is not a um, not magical. It's not a lucky charm. That's the first thing we have to clear up. Each one comes with a blessing and a prayer, and it comes from the blessing and the prayer of the church, actually, and it prepares us to receive grace. It prepares us to, read sac to receive sacramental grace and to receive grace that God has for us. We do not bestow grace, but they are these beautiful, tangible, visible reminders of the God who loves us, that we're never alone, we're never abandoned, and they just give us this way of engaging God and, and just as beautiful, the devotions and the traditions. So they are, again, not magic, but they are mystical. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about what a reader is going to find when they crack open your book. You've organized these chapters so beautifully when it comes to diving deeper into sacramentals. I'd love to hear how you structured them and what people will find. I thought it was so fascinating how, as you start to write, as, as I started to write, how everything just kind of came together. I love, I loved that. Um, so each chapter tells a little bit of our story of adopting Faith, who I actually call Faithy in the book. My Her godmother calls her Faithy. And as I was trying to write about the Faith and Faith and capital F, and I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I can't do this. So we just call her Faithy. I, I was, so it's a little bit of her story. 
And then the saints who journeyed with me, my saint posse, as I call them, all the different saints that played a part in, in our story and my faith journey, as well as bringing our faith home. And then the devotions that are connected to those saints and how they played a role in either giving me the courage and the strength to go to China and bring home this nearly four-year-old child who was profoundly deaf, or how I used it to teach her the faith because when she came home, she had no language whatsoever, but I didn't want to wait for her to learn mm-hmm. English or, or she actually is bilingual. She does reading English, but she communicates through American Sign Language. I didn't want to wait for that. So I started using all these different visuals, stained glass windows and lighting candles and incense and um, miraculous metals and all different kinds of metals and prayer cards and all those beautiful things that I talk about in Encountering Sign of faith. Mm, that's so beautiful. I think what's so striking about reading your story and reading about faithy is how tangible and physical and visual these sacramentals are and how they're just the perfect medium to communicate to your daughter about the beauty of the faith. And so to see you two diving deeper into them throughout this, the entirety of the book is just phenomenal. Thank you. I, I really, it was quite the, the Holy Spirit just showing up and blowing me away with the, the things I never thought, the, the things in that luncheon that my friend made me so afraid of, none of it came to fruition because the Lord showed up in such a powerful way to, to say, I've given you everything. Just, just let me guide you. Just let me be your companion. And and I discovered things that I had never known about our Catholic church. One of them I didn't include in here, Chloe, that I think is really neat. I didn't include it because I didn't use it with my daughter because it has to do with church bells. Do you know that if a church bell is blessed and most most of them, if not all of them are, when it rings, anyone who hears that r- ring of that church bell receives the blessing that comes from that um, bell. No way. Oh, isn't, that's so isn't, cool. Isn't that neat? Our church is so cool. I love it. You know, when someone might be listening, the sheer amount of sacramentals and devotionals that we have available to us within the Catholic Church can sometimes be overwhelming, even for a Catholic who's grown up seeing rosaries and holy water and scapulars all their life. Do you have any advice for women who want to grow in devotion to the Lord through a particular sacramental, but they just, they have no idea where to start? I'm going to ask, tell them, I'm going to remind them that there is a third person in the Trinity that we really, really underuse. It's called the Holy Spirit. And he, the, the purpose of this Holy Spirit, as Jesus tells us, is that it's our paraclete, our guide, our the person that helps us discern, the, the Spirit that helps us discern God's will for us and, and what He wants. So my advice is simply go to prayer. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal where to start. You don't have to know all the devotions or use all the sacramentals, but which one would bless you, your family, to start with? Like, which which devotion really does do your does your heart need right now? And the Holy Spirit's going to answer that prayer. I guarantee that one. Yes, he doesn't say no to that one. It's kind of like yeah. when you pray for a saint friend in a particular situation, and the saint friend just finds you. They find you because they know they that you need a companion in that in that exact moment. So, and I love how you write about this as well through throughout this entire book. You're sharing about saints that have journeyed with you. Can you tell me a little bit about who who the roster is for your personal saint posse and how they've accompanied you in this journey for adoption of mom and being a mom? Well, I have one chapter that's called uh, Being Stalked by St. Therese. So <laughs> like, 
the state stalking of Saint Therese, I did not want her in my posse because, quite honestly, I wanted a saint that wasn't so busy. Everybody prays. I like want them all to myself. I have a friend that has a devotion to Anne Companions. She said, "Whoever prays to Anne Companions, <laughs> like there's thousands of them just sitting there in heaven waiting to work." <laughs> But she wouldn't let me not include her in my posse. So she's part of it. Solanus Casey, who at the time when I chose him, I have eczema really bad. Mm. And so didn't he. Yeah. And uh, so I chose him because he was, uh, and he is an American priest. He had this beautiful saying of thank God ahead of time. And I just loved his heart, his simpleness. And he was definitely a companion on my journey of Faustina, as I've mentioned. And another one that, I didn't really think many people knew about, but he's growing in uh, popularity as Father Patrick Payton. He is buried about 20 minutes from my house, and I am blessed for the last almost 20 years to go sit at his grave, to pray there, to go to Mass at the Father Payton Center. And really funny, quick story, I love novenas, which I write about in in Encountering Signs of Faith. And there is a beautiful novena that's from January 1st to the 9th, and it's to Father Patrick Payton. And I prayed it at a time in my life where I was, I liked my work, but every once in a while, you just got to check in with God, right? To make sure you're doing what he wants you to do. So long story short, I did this novena. My my intention was, Father Peyton, just ask the Lord to use my gifts and talents where he finds them best suited. Well, just a few weeks or, you know, time gets muddled, days, weeks, right after I finished uh, the, the novena, I was offered a job from Family Rosary, the very ministry Father Peyton began that I hadn't applied for. Oh my gosh. He's looking out for you. <laughs> I, so this is our faith. Like yep. I, I tell people all the time, pray boldly, believe in the God who says, ask, seek not. That's not testing him. That's accepting what he tells you to do. Like, Pray boldly. You're not going to always get what you ask for. He's not a slot machine, but you're certainly going to get what you need. And that blew my mind. So when the ministry, that sorry, the saint who starts this ministry offers you a job, then you just take it. Like, <laughs> yep, this, this is, is it. clearly <laughs> where I'm supposed to be. So he's definitely a big part of my journey. <laughs> I totally get not wanting a popular saint on your same posse. No, I want the obscure one. Like no <laughs> one knows you and you just want to love people. <laughs> if you had to pick one, Allison, what's your favorite? What's your favorite sacramental or the one that's impacted you the most? Probably the miraculous medal. That was the first kind of one that was introduced to me. Then it's the idea of grace that really drew me to that sacramental and the promises that come with it. Again, I've mentioned several times that I have incredible anxiety. I've had it my entire life. And one of the things that I feared the most is death. I mean, that's, it's pretty much a lot of, that's a lot of people's fear, right? That there's this unknownness to it. And the older I get, the, you know, the more I, I was like, wow, that this is inevitable. And it would overcome me with fear. Like I'd lie in bed at night thinking, especially when I had little, my boys were little, like, Lord, I need to be here with these boys. The, the This particular sacramental, the, um, the miraculous medal, it comes with this beautiful promise that if you wear it, if you have a devotion to our Blessed Mother, if you pray, like all, all the ones really attached to Mary, the scapula, the rosary, the miraculous medal, all come with this beautiful promise that she will be with you at that moment of death and that she will 
present you to Jesus and she will give her you her grace to open up heaven to you. And I have heard so many stories of people with devotions to the Blessed Mother who on their deathbed will say, I see her. Like several, like not just one, but so many of them where they will say, Mary is here for me. With all my anxiety, I just throw it at Mary and I love these devotions. I think the Miraculous Medal and all the grace that we have to live this life uh, of faith is one of my favorites for sure. Can you tell listeners where they can pick up a copy of Encountering Signs of Faith and where can they find you online and keep this conversation going with you after the podcast is done? Well, I always tell people, please go to your local Catholic bookstore, Christian bookstore, Shrine bookstore. They all have them. Not only does that help uh, the, the store, but if you're looking for something, it also helps them know what other people might be blessed by. So first and foremost, find your local Catholic bookstore. And then, of course, Ave Maria Press, which is the publisher and any other place that you purchase your online books. And to find me, and I would love to keep the conversation going, it is reconciled to you. So it's reconciled with the D-T-O-Y-O-U, and that is on all social media. So it's reconciled to you.com, and then every platform is also the same, reconciled to you. I have one last question for you in our time together tonight. This one I ask every woman who comes on the show, and it's this. How do you live out the feminine genius in your daily life, especially as a woman who's encouraging others to encounter the sacramentals and incorporate them into their daily life? Well, funny you should put it that way, Chloe, because that was my answer. I feel I feel like I have this really special spiritual sensitivity and that I have this beautiful gift of recognizing what women need in their spiritual life, especially when I'm doing one-on-one or uh, like at a retreat and someone comes to talk to me. I feel like God has given me this beautiful gift of being sensitive to a, another woman's heart and her desire to know God and, and what to say and what resources to give and just to be that person that looks them in the eye and tells them that God loves them. That, I believe, is how I live out the feminine genius, that spiritual sensitivity. Mm, Amen. I will totally affirm that. I remember telling (laughs) you about our adoption when we were in the very beginning stages, and you told me the story of praying boldly. And I, yes, just to affirm everything you said, that was exactly what I needed to pray uh, with. That The scripture you shared with me and that, yeah, that encouragement that you offered was perfectly timed and very Holy Spirit led. So, yes, I that is exactly how you live out the feminine genius in your daily life. Alex. Praise God. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to, to hear that. I love that. Really quickly, a, a really funny story about praying boldly. Yes. I, I received a prayer request not too long ago where the person had very specific uh, prayer requests for one point, a job with $1.5 million and all these specific benefits that they wanted. And I was telling my husband, that was such a strange request. And he goes, aren't you the woman that tells everybody to pray boldly? I'm like, oh, yes, I do. And so I prayed. I hope she gets that job. <laughs> Very specific, the bullet points of things. <laughs> I mean, health insurance and sh- like she had it all. 401k. She exactly. I love this. I love this about ask. this woman. You gotta ask. <laughs> ask and you will receive. So yes, be bold. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much for your time tonight. Thank you for the gift that is this book. It is we were talking about this before we started pressing we, before I pressed record like just so beautifully timed in my own life and I know that's that I'm not the only one who's experiencing that so thanks for your time tonight thanks for this book it is just lovely thank you so much for having me this is a gift to spend this time with you Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Letters to Women. You can find the show notes for today's show on my website, letterstowomenpodcast.com, or you can scroll down in your podcast player to find links to Allison's brand new book, Encountering Signs of Faith, 
and where you can connect with her through her website and on social media. I'm also going to link to a newsletter from earlier this summer where I share more about Joseph and I's journey to adoption and our dream to adopt a child with Down syndrome. And finally, there's also a link to the Little Catholic Box, and that's the sponsor for today's episode. If you listen to podcasts and you love the conversations and guests of Letters to Women, please leave a rating and review, especially if you tune in via iTunes. It is so much fun to read those reviews as they come through, and they also help women who are browsing and looking for a new podcast to listen to, maybe while they're trimming the tree or driving to their parents for a Christmas celebration just to know what they can find in Letters to Women and whether you would recommend it or not. If you know a woman who would love this conversation with Allison, maybe she wants to learn more about adoption, maybe she has a desire to dive deeper into sacramentals, just send this episode her way. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episodes. I'm really excited for the guests that are getting lined up for the new year. If you ever want to share about a guest that you would love to see on the show or share your experience as a listener, you can send me an email at letters to women at gmail.com. I would love to connect with you. And that's all I have for today's episode. So until next time, be not afraid.